0: Um and talk to you from Ephesians chapter one, verses thirteen and fourteen. It's in the New Living Translation. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you, and when you believed in Christ, he identified identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. I love that God identified us as his own by giving us a part of himself to live in us. Think about that for a minute. I mean, seriously. Selah, Selah, however you say it. Pause and calmly think about that for a minute. God identified you at His own, and then He marked you with the Holy Spirit by putting the Holy Spirit inside of you. Perfect example. When I was a little kid, uh, I lived, we moved out to the suburbs in Schomburg, uh, in the suburbs, suburbs of of Chicago. And there was like a tornado drill, like a tornado was really close. And I remember I was at my. my um, I call it grammar school, because back then it was grammar school. It just sounds, makes me sound how old I am. But anyway, in grammar school, so I was there, and we were sheltered. And I knew that mom wasn't coming anytime soon, because dad doesn't get home from work until about five. And she doesn't have a car, didn't have a car until I was in high school. So she was always without a car. And so I thought, man, I'm going to be here so long. And all of a sudden, they go, John Canada, your mom's here. And I'm like, what? How could my mom be here? It was like 3.30. So come, and there's mom, she got a picnic table cloth, you know the ones that are plastic? And she put it over her, and she came, well if you cut through the backyards, it was about four or five blocks, she came to the school, got me, and took me home underneath that. Now that right there, my friends, is identifying you and laying your life on the line for someone. And I'll never forget that about my mom. She showed me that day the love of Jesus like I had never seen it before. Because I was just blown away that my mom would, you know, I mean, it was not like it wasn't terrible weather conditions out there. Obviously, it was safe, and she was able to walk me home at that point. But um, that's when you get identified as his own, and he puts his mark on you to say, you're mine. The Spirit... Verse 14 is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this. So here, are you ready for it? We would praise and glorify him. (laughs) This is his guarantee. Everybody, he can swear by no one greater than himself. Number one. And our response should simply, simply be this. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That's simply my reply. I just need to praise and glorify him for what he... Well, is that all we're supposed to do? That's one of the main purposes of our lives. Thank you, Jesus. You know what? I could sit here and worry about that, Bill. But Lord, you've provided for me before. And if you have to get a dog with a bag of money and drop it off at my door, you will. So I trust you. I thank you to move on my behalf. And I just I'm just not going to be worried about it. I trust you. When you can get to the point where you know he understands and loves you so much those things are just easily and readily uh, able to be believed but i believe that people are trying to get more faith or get more of the holy spirit or get more of this or get more of that when really we have everything that we could possibly need already resident on the inside of us by the person himself jesus christ the holy spirit Holy Spirit, love abiding on the inside of you. So, if we go to Ephesians chapter three, verses sixteen through nineteen, this is scripture that I pray over you weekly. Pray over you at our prayer calls that happen at seven a.m. and six forty-five p.m. every day, every night. Jen's on the, in the morning; I'm on at night, and we pray uh, Ephesians three sixteen through nineteen over you. May He grant you out of the rich treasury of His glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit, himself indwelling your innermost being and personality. Sila, Pause, people, and calmly think about what I just said. He has strengthened and reinforced you with mighty power. That means he's enforced you with ability, power to perform, and miracles. He has infused you with miracles. He will work through you miracles. Why? Because of what Jesus has done. Jesus worked miracles because he was completely assured that his father loved him and wanted to pour himself through him. Do you feel that way? you completely assured that God loves you He's not mad at you. He's not disappointed in you. Well, you know, God is disappointed in us. No, he's not. Not when I pull on and say, Jesus, you were enough. Jesus, you paid the price. Jesus, by the love of the Holy Spirit, you live and abide on the inside of me. And you've infused me with miracles. Miracles, people, miracles. So stop looking all out here. God, where are you? When? Where's it gonna come from? Where's the blessing? The blessing is on the inside of you by the person of grace, and his name is? Jesus. Yes. Lives on the inside of you. May Christ, through your faith, actually dwell, settle down, abide, make his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love. This is the key truth right here to your breakthrough, your faith, your healing, your fill in the blank, whatever it is. Here's your key right here to understand and know greater today than you did yesterday. The love that God has for us and in us. That is the truth that will make your faith soar. That'll make faith so easy. I don't know about you, but I've had the, the trudging hard, pulling myself up by my bootstraps faith. No fun, and eventually you fall down on your face. I'm not a real big fan of that. I'm all for let Jesus pull up my bootstraps because uh, he's, he's infused a miracle on the inside of me. So by going out each and every day, if you realize that there was a miracle inside you for somebody today, wouldn't? you be looking for that person or looking for the opportunity oh wait this is an opportunity for that miracle today that god wants to work through me now please don't go out there and be a flake ball and walk up to people and say well you know god says there's miracles in me are you my miracle today don't do that we don't have to be weird to be spiritual there's nothing about weird that is jesus There's just nothing. He made people feel loved and and comfortable around him. He even made sinners and tax collectors feel loved and comfortable in his presence. Why? Because he accepted them freely and totally just as they were. That's what we need to do. Ephesians 3.17, the New Living Translation. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you, tr- as you trust in Him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. I want you to see this like a freaky sci-fi movie. Okay? Uh-huh. Like you're this person and you've got roots, and these roots just sink down into Jesus, and everything that you could need is fed through these roots healing and provision and miracles for other people and strength and peace and grace and whatever you could possibly think or imagine that you could be joyful and happy even in the midst of this crazy world we're living in. How many of you noticed that the world's a little crazy? What's going on is just crazy. You can't say the truth or stand up for righteousness anymore without somebody just absolutely land based in you for it. Well, you can't say that because you might make somebody else with another religion feel really uncomfortable. Well, what about their, what they're saying? It's making me feel uncomfortable. I don't know if you feel like that. Like sometimes you feel like the minority in a, in a place and I'm, you know, I'm just not that guy who's going to like, you know, push, but I want you to see yourself like a freaky sci-fi movie of just that your roots, I mean, down into Jesus so deep that, that there's nothing that you could possibly need that just doesn't bloop, come right up. Verse 18, that you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints, God's devoted people. Say, that's me. That's me. Oh, Pastor John, I'm this really not that devoted. You are God's devoted people if you say that Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life. The experience of that love, what is the breadth and length and height and depth of it? Here comes again, the experience of that love. Have you been experiencing the love of Jesus? Have you been experiencing the, oh my gosh, I just read that, or oh my goodness, that just was given to me. I never even asked for it, and God, here it just showed up on my doorstep. Thank you, Jesus. Or are we the person who just runs off and forgets? We don't want to be that person. But God's devoted the people, and there is an experience that we are to be having that you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves, the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled through all your being until the fullness of God may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God's love. I'm trying to find where I... Um, editing editing okay here we go here we go the bible tells us in first corinthians 14 1 in the amplified eagerly pursue and seek to acquire this love make it your aim and your great request so our main focus in life is to be faith no wisdom no they say wisdom's a principal thing. No, it's still not our main focus. There's, there remains these three. Which one's the greatest? Love. love. It's always love. And why is it always love? Because the deeper we are rooted in love, the more fear that's dispelled out of our life, the more that God's able to operate through our lives freely. Okay? So we want this to be our main focus. So let's just look real quick, and I'm going to go somewhat quick over first Corinthians 13, four through eight, don't zone out. It's not just the wedding scripture. Okay. It's like really important God stuff. Are you ready? Okay. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy is not boastful or vainglorious does not display itself haughtily. It's an amplified version, the staying power of love because it causes us to endure in the midst of unlovely behavior. Have you ever been in the midst of unlovely behavior? Mm -hmm. don't you dare elbow your spouse and is patient and kind love isn't motivated by jealousy or pride you know some people uh, you know just say mean things because they're just jealous it's an ugly truth but it's just true they're just jealous or they're just prideful so but love isn't motivated that way and who has right to be more more pride about who he is than god and he himself is not that way. He's love, mercy, kindness, compassion, goodness, faithfulness. He's all of those wonderful things. But we so often just kind of look at him like, oh, he's mad at me. Or, oh, I didn't measure up to the standard. Got to get out of that. Verse 5. It is not conceited, arrogant, inflated with pride. It's not rude, unmannerly and does not act unbecomingly love God's love in us say that with me God's love in us does not insist on its own rights or its own way for it is not self-seeking well it has to be this way we're gonna do it this way I'm the head of this house and this is the way it's gonna be okay don't see love doing that love doesn't demand of the household because it's head of it Love serves and gives and loves because they're head of the household. That's what we're we're supposed to do. Our position of authority has been given to love and serve our family, not usurp or lord it over our family. And that's what the Father does for us. It's not self-seeking. It's not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Oh, sweet Jesus, help me right there. I know all of you are going, oh boy, that's my bugaboo right there. Suffered wrong love doesn 't revel in its own greatness, although who has more reason to than than Jesus does love doesn 't act rude or disgracefully. I was playing golf um, and it was I was playing with my nephew, he was in last week, and we played quite a bit last week actually, and um, we went and and this ranger now if, if you 've ever been in a golf course there 's rangers who really have to go f- somehow find another way to have a power trip because they don't work anymore really got to not do that because these guys some guys are just like it's going to be so that we come up and we're playing this guy gets you know in our foursome i don't know him his name's monroe I can't remember, something like that. So the guy goes, he goes, do you have your receipt? And, and Monroe goes, uh, no, it's left in the car. He goes, he goes, well, I can't do nothing. You're gonna have to go back to clubhouse and get the receipt. And I said, or the ranger guy could actually be cool and call the clubhouse because he forgot his receipt. Well, no, I'm not gonna do that. I said, you have the right to be hardcore and, and just keep your, your just the way you are. About two seconds later, yeah, got a guy here at the team. He you know, I mean, then he says the guy to the guy, have you ever played at a golf course before When you need your receipt? And I'm like, dude, seriously, right now, uh, Monroe, you should be throwing down with this guy right now. <laughs> but he was just a, a really nice, um, really nice guy about my age or so and just was really laid back. So, but th- there's just no reason to be rude. There's just no reason. Well, he maybe had a bad day. Well, don't let everybody else share in your bad day. I've done it before. I've had a bad day and been, been, you know, poopy to my family and just really wished I wouldn't have done that. But it is what it is, and you ask for forgiveness and you move on. Amen, Jen. <laughs> just checking. Well, I realize make sure the official time. I realize I have four minutes because the Gators start in four minutes. So I'm up on it. I I want you people to come to church when there's seven o'clock games. So we're going to get out at seven. All right. Love's not arrogant and inflated with pride. Okay, we already went over that. Never a reason not to be kind. Love always considers other people in the equation. Love doesn't demand of others or place demands on others. When you're touchy or fretful or resentful or get offended very easily, check your love, check your love. You're not convinced of his love because if you were, you wouldn't feel the need to do that. Love doesn't rejoice in injustice and unrighteousness, but it rejoices when right and truth prevail. So in other words, love doesn't go, ha ha, so-and-so fell down flat on their face, serves them right. <laughs> yeah, God doesn't take too kindly to test stuff like that. You know, I mean, really, in your heart of hearts, you just gotta go, you gotta be sad about it. You do. You do. You really have to well up some compassion and say, okay, you know what? I'm going to pray for that person, even though whatever, whatever happened, you just, you just need to do that. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. It's ever ready to believe the best of every person, Well, you don't know what so-and-so's did so many times. We're still supposed to believe the best because love's hopes are faithless under all circumstances. It endures everything without weakening. I think that's fantastic. And then, of course, verse 8, love never fails. Say that with me. Love never. never fails. Because you have it on the inside of you, you can never fail. Because love never fails. So love of God is resident on the inside of you. We just need to become more aware of how good his love is. You know, I know it sounds so old and so trite but when you're getting a a revelation or you're getting a little glimpse or a little taste and you're looking for it constantly, it becomes addictive. And it becomes to the point where you just keep on feeding on his love. So when something comes up, oh, by the way, they're going to need this much more for the building project. You go, no big deal. God's got this. No big deal. Steve, if the budget goes up one more time, we're going to have to talk, Steve. We're going to have to talk. (laughs) Not Steve's fault though. But uh, the project has gone up, but So the money just keeps coming in. So we're just so thankful for that. So I I just don't worry about it. What if we get in and then nobody comes and we can't pay for the building? Then we'll close it and we'll give it back to them and we'll walk away and we'll say, I guess God wasn't in that. But I know that's not going to happen. God's totally in it. And so I'm just excited about it. And I'm so excited that um, we're getting ready to uh, completely clear it out. And all the stuff on the land has been all cut back. It's looking really good. So God's good. I love you guys so much. And uh, I want to take a moment and pray for you before you go. Father, thanks so much. Thank you for each and every family that's represented here tonight. I just pray that the grace, the strength, and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ would be on their lives this week. I pray that they'd finish off their year strong. I pray that they would finish off their year feeling uh, rescued oh, I love you Jesus We Thank you You're our protector Right by my side You're my protector So father let your favor That's already on their lives Just absolutely make way For them this week I pray, Jesus, that you would uh, touch and infuse each one of them this week with a greater understanding of the love of Jesus for them and in them. We give you thanks, Father, for it. And praise in the name of Jesus, we pray. Everybody said amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Love you so much. We'll see you here next Saturday at 6. Same time, same place. God bless you.